Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Well, let's get into this word. Amen. We'll stand to your feet real quick. We're going to read our foundational um, scripture that we've been been dealing with. And then we're going to deal with the kind of the topical scripture that we're going to be dealing with today also. So in your Bibles, your iPad, your iPhone, or whatever you're utilizing, turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. And I'm going to be reading this from the New King James. I'm sorry, from the King James Version. Amen? Are you there? Praise the Lord. Verse 16, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live how? The just shall live by faith. And as a topical scripture, we're going to, and I, I read this scripture on last week, but we're going to read it again this week for this is kind of what we're going to focus on today. It's coming out of Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23. This is coming from the King James Version. Version. Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 23. Are you there? Real short scripture says this. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. Father, we bless you on today. We give you all glory. We give you all honor. We give you all praise. We know, God, in and of ourselves, we can do absolutely nothing. But with you, all things are possible. Now, we pray today, God, for the miracle of the soul. We thank God that every heart is prepared to receive the word of God. It's going to bring forth fruit in their lives, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold to the glory of God. We love you, Father. Thank you that you're here. Holy Spirit, do what you do. And we ask these things in your son Jesus' name. And all the people of God said, amen. amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king. As a subject today, we're going to, we're going to call it prepared for the test through faith. Amen. Being prepared for the for the test through faith. How many know that a test is coming? It's going to come. I promise you it's going to come, but we want to be prepared for that test. And only the way we can do that is through faith. Now, I want to cover or, or give you some of the scriptures that we talked about thus far in this series. This is the seventh part of the series. Can you believe that? I don't know how long this is going to go, but we're going to talk about faith until the Lord says do something different. Amen? So we talked about Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, which is our foundational text. Then we also, so just write these down if you don't have them already. Go back and read them. We may cover a few of them in today's message. Mark chapter 11, verse 22, when Jesus told the disciples to have faith where? you got to have faith in God. Amen. And then Romans chapter 12, verse number 3, this is what Jesus dealt every man. It says he dealt every man the measure of faith. Amen. We all have a measure of faith. Then Galatians 2 and 20, he gave his life for us. That his life may be lived through us, but the only way Christ can live his life through us is how? It's through faith. Amen? And then we talked about 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, where we dealt with God has not given us the, the spirit of fear, timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Amen? He's not given us the fear. Now, I'm just going to regress just a little bit because 
um, a couple of weeks ago when we dealt with a message called Faith Over Fear, we talked about us being able to share our faith. And I, I told you, and I am I am remiss because I told you the next Sunday I was going to ask you about it, and I I forgot. Fanny said she forgot too. I wasn't I wasn't going to bust out because today is National Wife Day. I'm going to leave it alone, but she she came clean. She said she forgot to remind me. Praise the Lord, Amen. So what I asked you was, you know, faith over fear, because everybody, you know, seems like um, like Elder Elder. Um, Garfield was saying, it's like, all we hear right now is only negative stuff. When we talk to one another, and you got to be careful, and I have to remind myself sometimes when I'm talking to other people or whatever, not to bring up this craziness that's happening in the world. Because it's there, it's in front of us. So what we ask everyone to do is to share your faith with at least five people. <laughs> You're like, don't look at me. Don't look at me, Pastor. So did we get a, did you get a chance to share your faith with five people? Raise your hand if you did. Amen. You know what? I got three. I did. I tried to get five. And then the Lord was dealing with me. He said, did you contact? Did you, were you in contact with more than five people? I said, yeah. So <laughs> for me, I only got three. But see, it sounds, it sounds, and I'm going to get to the message. I'm, I'm going to get to the message and get y'all out on time today. Praise the Lord. But when, when we share our faith, sometimes we, we get it, we get it confused sometimes where, you know, we got to be super deep or trying to just quote scripture to people or, you know, just where people don't want to see you coming. That ain't sharing your faith. Amen. So like the three people that I, that I share my faith with, with, during this particular time, it was a conversation that was dealing with stuff that we are dealing with today. And it seems like that always comes up. They're going to talk about the pandemic. They're going to talk about, you know, something. So that conversation started happening. But you know what I told that one? Well, all three of them. This is, this is how I shared my faith. I said, you know what? But, man, I'm so glad I'm saved. Right in the middle of it. Either they agreed or they didn't have nothing to say. Amen? Amen. Now, we want them to agree. Now, in, in, my, in this particular case, three of them agreed. And matter of fact, one of them was one of my customers. I was talking to her, man, and same thing. She was talking about the things that was happening. I said, man, I'm so glad I'm saved because I, if I wasn't saved, I don't know how I would deal with this stuff. And she said the same thing. Hey, man, I'm glad I'm saved. And then she began to share with me um, a situation with her daughter. Y'all Okay. I got a couple, a couple of minutes because this blessed me. This just touched my heart. It was a granddaughter she was talking about. She says she has an 11-year-old granddaughter that has cancer. And her, her granddaughter had cancer earlier in her life, and it went into remission. And all of a sudden, it started coming back. So we're talking about this, and both of us are believers, and I thank God for that, you know, because of me sharing my faith. Amen? Well, she said, you know, I was talking to my granddaughter on yesterday, and she said, you know, Granny... I know Jesus is with me. He's with me right now. And, he, and she said, if something was to happen, he'll still be with me. I'll be with him. This is an 11-year-old. Man, that blessed me so much. She's 11 and understands. We believe, listen, her name is Kennedy Brown. And, man, we believe in God that's going to raise Kennedy Brown. Whatever that cancer is, man, he's going to dry it up to the root. Amen. 
But what blessed me about the testimony of this 11-year-old, she was like, well, if he doesn't, he's able, he's with me now. And if I go home to be with him, I'm still going to be with Jesus. It's like she's in a win-win situation at 11 years old. The only thing that does that is faith. The only reason she can say that is because this 11-year-old is walking by faith. That's got to be man. So remember that name, Kennedy Brown. And we believe in God is going to raise her up. I want to start this message off like just like I started all the rest of them. With this particular statement, because this, this statement is kind of cool to me. It says that the, the, the average adult consumes 11,000 liters of air a day but never really thinks about it ever. And that's true. Unless you have some type of respiratory problem where you, you have to have oxygen or whatever, man, we're breathing every day and don't even think about it. Matter of fact, take a deep breath. Blow it out. Feel good, didn't it? But you're able to do it, even with the mask. That means that you're living. That's the only way we can survive here in this earth is we have to have air to breathe. Well, our, our foundational text says the just shall live by faith. The only way that you and I as believers can really live and function in the kingdom of God in the earth is the only way to do it is by faith. So for us, it's just like areas to humanity, faith is to the believer. You've got to have it. You've got to have it. Somebody say you got to have it. You've got to have it, man. And listen, now the life that he came to give us, I, I'm going to share this all the time too because, you know, oftentimes we think salvation is it. We were miserable before we were saved. We get saved and we're still miserable. Well, the devil is a liar because he came to give us life and to life that we may have it more abundantly. Abundantly doesn't mean miserable. Man, I was torn up and miserable before I was saved. I don't want to stay in the same place. I don't know about you, but man, I want to enjoy this life. Hallelujah. And when you're saved, man, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost, you can, you can enjoy it. That's the life that he died for. He died that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and what? The evidence of things not seen. Faith is what our hope is made up of. Amen? It's what it's made up of. I had this, this saying. I want you to see if you got it in your notes. Faith is seeing it and receiving, and receiving it even when it what? Even when it can't be seen. Faith is seeing it and receiving it even when it can't be seen. We must have, we have, must have to get, must have, we must get to the place where we learn to build our faith. So if you remember a couple of months back, we taught a message dealing with the parable of the sower, right? So we dealt with all these different grounds. And the last ground we dealt with was good ground, right? Now the good ground, what did it do? It brought forth fruit. Y'all remember? What was it? 36. Y'all going to talk back to me today. I just feel like talking to you. Y'all feel like talking back to me today? Amen. Even through your mind, 30, through your mass, 30, 60, and 100 fold, right? So what we said, well, what determined what is good ground? So we figured out, amen, by, by the Holy Ghost that a saved person is good ground. 
Right? So when you're saved, man, you're going to bring forth fruit in your life when you receive his word by faith. You're going to receive it some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. So the question was, why is it 30, 60, and 100? Why is it different? It's the level of your faith. See, to each of, the, each of us was measured or given the measure of faith. That measure of faith was Jesus. You have Jesus on the inside of you. But here's the thing. Here's the revelation of a difference. As you grow in the Lord, as you continue to come and hear more and more about him, and as you study more and more about him, your faith will grow, and it's going to produce more and more fruit in your life. But here's the thing that's exciting. The minimum is 30. Man, you keep growing in the, in the Lord. Now, I t- and I've told you this before. A lot of us want that hundredfold blessing, don't you? You ain't ready for it. Amen. Some of us are not ready for that yet, and God knows it. In certain areas, you just, <laughs> hey, some of us ain't ready. If God bless you a hundredfold in your finances, some of y'all wouldn't be here today. You'd be off traveling or, you know. <laughs> Because you had all the money to do what you wanted to do. But God knows. He said, I'm going to supply all your needs according to my riches by Christ Jesus. I'm going to give you what you need, but not necessarily all the time what you want at the moment. Because what you want at the moment, you may not be prepared to handle it. Amen? (laughs) Y'all look at me kind of crazy, but you know it's true. And then on last week, man, we talked about we have to get to the place where we train our mouths and our heart in faith. And this is how we grow in faith. We have to train our, our mouths and our, and, our, and our hearts in faith. So one of the things that we talked about is that just like a soldier, man, they train for war in times of peace. So oftentimes when things are going good in your life, right, when you're not sick in your body, you still study the word of God concerning being hell. I mean, being, being healthy, being whole. By his stripes, I am healed. Amen. You're studying stuff like healing is the children's bread because you may not need it at the moment. It could be for somebody else, but there's going to come a time where you're going to need to pull on those scriptures and you cannot train for war in time of war. You got to train for war in times of peace. Amen, somebody. So we got to get to the place where we build ourselves up in our most holy faith. And we're going to talk about this even a little later. That's why our prayer language is so important. Because sometimes when you don't know what to say, man, pray in the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says this, when you do that, you're building yourself up in your most holy faith. There's things that's being built up on the inside of you that you're not even aware of. So when the devil comes to try to poke and to try to prime you, only thing he's going to get out of you is faith. You want to shut the devil up? Man, answer him by faith. You know, you know, man, you'll shut him up every time. That's what Jesus did. He's our greatest example. L- listen, if you are who you say you are, turn these breads into stone. Turn these stones into bread. So Jesus says, it's written, listen, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. you got to talk back to the devil sometimes. Amen. But when you talk back to him, don't be stuttered. Uh, no, you, you give him the word. You tell him it is written. This is what the Lord says. And here's the thing, man. Even if you can't quote it right, talk to him. 
talk to him. I listen. I thought I thought you were saved. You you got these bills coming in. You, you may not know that God is going to supply all my needs. You just tell him. The God will give me what I need when I need it. On time, whatever you got to tell. Talk to him. Amen. It's in there somewhere. Just don't make up something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Just remind him who the Lord is. That he's going to do it for me. He'll get off your neck then. Get off your back. Amen, somebody. So now we're going to look at the ABCs of faith. The ABCs of faith. Asking, believing, and confessing. ABCs of faith. So talking about asking now. So here's the thing I love, man. God is, he has ordained it that we can go straight to the Father. But we have to go through the Son. Going to, going to the Father, but through the Son. John chapter 16, verse number 23. Turn there, if you would. Or, I don't know what you call it. What do you call it when you do it with your thumbs? Scroll there. <laughs> Amen. John chapter 16, verse number 23. Are you there? Amen. It says this. And in that day, you should, this is Jesus, Jesus talking. It says, in that day, you should ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you should ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Amen. So Jesus is that great, that great intercessor. He's the one now that's, that's standing at the, uh, sitting at the right hand of, of the throne of God, forever making intercession on our behalf. Amen. So everything we need, we go through Jesus to get it. He's got it. He just gets it from the Father. Amen. 1 John chapter 5, turn there, 1 John chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 14 and 15. Y'all all right this morning? 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. We're talking about asking God for things, right? And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, somebody say his will. Yes. Say it one more time, his will. Yes. He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Here's the thing, though. When we ask God for something, it has to be according to his will. Right? Now, where is his, his will is found in his word. Amen. And listen, here's the thing about the will of God. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen? The will of God is good, it's acceptable. And it's perfect. It's all three of those things. Those three things are nothing but components of his will. Amen. But his will is found in his word. We can't just get to the place where we just, you know, we make up our own will. Or get what, you know, whatever we want. Because I promise you, some of the things that you want in certain parts of your, certain times of your life is not his will. Amen. Right. Oh. What? John, I'm sorry, James chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. New Living Translation is where I'm going to be reading that. See, when, when the transformation of our mind, for it to be renewed, 
That is done by the word of God. Amen. Our minds are changed by the word of God. We can't do everything like the world does. We have to be, we can't be conformed to the world. And let me tell you something, man. It's time for the church to not be afraid to be the church. Right, just because the just because the world is doing things a certain way, that don't mean you have to do them that way. Amen. 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 This man, we we didn't come to entertain you. Amen. So right now, man, I, I praise God for you guys being here. We're in a theater. We ain't got the screens and all that. And we're gonna use the tools that God is gonna give us, and we're gonna we're gonna get to that place. Well, man, we got a virtual choir right now, and man, people are still being blessed. We're going to have musicians and all. I love all that stuff. But right now, God is the main thing, and he's right here. Amen, Amen, somebody. He's here. And as long as he's here, we're doing all right. Because you can have all the fluff. You can have all the stuff and no power. Everybody come there defeated. Have a good time in in there being defeated. Having a good time. It's just like Elder Garfield back in the day. I don't know why. I mean, back in the day, man, I would go to the club and have a good time. I mean, a good time. So I thought. Amen. So we don't want church to be like the club. We don't want you to come and just have a good time. We want you to come and experience your Lord and your Savior. Amen. We want you to come and and leave here different. Amen, Amen, somebody. That was for free. Where did I tell you to go? Man, y'all doing all right today. James chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. I'm going to be reading this from the New Living Translation. Talking about we have to act with the right mindset. And the King James talking about acting amiss. So verse number 2 says this. You want, you want, you want, well, that's a tongue twister almost. <laughs> you want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Verse number three. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what you want to give you pleasure. Only what you want to give you pleasure. Faith is not selfish. It's not, man. And like I said, you know, we went, we went through this time in, in, in the body of Christ. Well, you know, with the faith movement, with everyone was learning about faith. It was a name and a claim it. And people wanted stuff. People thought, listen, people, help me, Holy Ghost. People thought that churches were successful. Come on, somebody. Listen to this. Just because the pastor drove a Bentley. That meant that church had faith. No, that meant that church had some money. That don't mean faith got the money. It could have been scheming to get the money. I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with the man or woman of God having nice things and all that kind of stuff. But man, that does, that does not describe what that church is. 
The car I drive, the car you drive, does not give this church validation. The life you live gives this church validation. Come on, somebody. It's not about the stuff. It's all about him. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm going to shout on that one myself. Because faith is not selfish. It doesn't mean now. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that God won't give you the desires of your heart. It's just, it's just you got to have the, the right motive. Right? So, man, if God, if you, if you love that car, you know, if God gets you to the place where you can afford it and, and say, you know, you say, he, he, he says, uh, uh, you say, I want that Bentley. I want, I want that Jag. He says, I want you to have it. You know why? Because he know it don't have you. As long as it don't have you, he wants you to have it. So, you know, now you know, one day, one of these days, and I hope it won't be very long. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to be pulling up here, Elder G, and it's either going to be a vet. One of them coming first. Which one coming first? I don't know. It's either going to be a vet. I got to walk out in front for this one. I'm trying to drop my... It's going to be a vet. A Corvette. Amen. Now, I don't want the new stuff. I want a, a C3 vet. You know, probably like a 1972 is the one I'm looking at. You got your vet? Oh, you, oh you, yeah, yeah, he's about to beat y'all his wife. <laughs> oh, I'll forget you. I'm going to have that vet. And that 55 Chevy, I'm telling you, man, but those are my little dream cars. Do you think the Lord wants me to have them? Yes. yes, he wants me to have them when it's time, but they won't have me. So that means I cannot forfeit my mortgage payment to get something that I want just because I want to be balling, trying to impress somebody else or trying to make me happy. That, that, that means I didn't get it by faith. I got it by foolishness. Right. Amen. Amen, somebody. <laughs> I done messed up somebody's dream. Amen. That's all right. Yeah. We're going to have one. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. One of these days. And see that vet, man. I got I, I got to get that vet when I can get in and out of it. Because <laughs> it's kind of low. <laughs> so that thing got to come kind of quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to have somebody help me out the car, friend. No, uh-uh, that the devil is a liar. See, because faith works by love. Amen? Faith works by love. That's how it works. You can almost replace in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. We call that the love chapter. You know, that love chapter. You can almost replace the attributes of love with faith. It says love is kind. Faith is kind. Love is not jealous. Faith is not jealous. Amen? Faith is not rude. Faith is, is governed and it operates by love. Galatians, I'm going to prove it to you. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Faith works by love. Somebody say that. Faith works by love. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. And I'm going to read it from the New Living Translations. It says this, For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus... There is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. That's what's important. So Paul was dealing with the church of Galatians because they were dealing with the circumcised, the uncircumcised. People thought because they were, if they were circumcised, that means they were keeping the law. He's telling them earlier in this chapter, you can't keep the law just because you're circumcised. And you know, that means you got to keep it all. 
What Christ did for us, man, he did it out of love. And the only way for us to receive it is not whether you're circumcised or uncircumcised. The only way to receive it is by faith. Amen? Anybody want to ready to receive it today? The only way to receive it is by faith. Now we're going to move on to believing. Amen? Believing. Faith and love works together. I always remember that. Believing, biblical believing, is accepting something as a fact without having sense realm evidence. That's believing by faith. That means you, at the time you may not be able to smell it, see it, hear it, taste it, or touch it. But you know it exists. It's there. Hebrews 11 and 6. But you've got to believe it. Amen? Do we have any believing believers today? Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6. I'm going to read this from the King James Version. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. I'm sorry, are you there? Y'all all right? Okay. okay. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We must believe that God is. Now, here's the thing about what we're dealing with right now in our, our society. There's so many guys. You know, we believe in all kind of stuff. So when we say we must believe that God is, we're talking about the trinity of God. That he is the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They three in one. Now, if you want me to explain it to you, it's way above my pay grade. Matter of fact, if you can understand it, that means you're God. But you just have to get to the place where you believe in and accept it. That's the God that we're believing. You have, we have to believe that he is God in three person and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen? Do I have any believers in the house? God is, man. He is everything that you need. He's everything that you've ever wanted. Do you need comfort? Man, he's comfort. Do you need peace? He is peace. Do you need help in the time of... He's everything that I promise you, man. He's everything. He's on time every time. That's the God that we serve, but you've got to believe that he is. Amen? And I'm afraid that oftentimes, man, we're putting our belief in things that are not God. Because like now, man, we're dealing with everything that's, that's, you know, that's in the world, the energy and the, 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 the universe. The, man, I ain't, listen, I ain't bowing down to no universe. My God is the one who made the universe. I regress. John chapter 20. Turn to John chapter 20. We're talking about believing. 24 through 29. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. Amen? It says, one of the disciples, Thomas, nicknamed twin. But this is a sidebar. Do you know the, the in the King James says Didymus, right? Didymus. Didymus means twin. Do you know Thomas also means twin? Uh, just a little trivia right there. Amen. Amen. So one, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hand and put my fingers into them and 
placed my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together. And this same Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but, su but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Now, listen, I know y'all super deep, but I don't know. Okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. You kind of know what I'm Yeah, anyway. Verse number 27. Then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here and look, and, um, and look at my hands. Put your hands into the wound inside, in, in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe is what he told him. And, and here's Thomas's reply. My Lord, my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then, then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me, but blessed are those who believe without seeing, or best, blessed are those who just have faith. Now, I know, man, many of us throw Thomas under the, we give Thomas a hard time. So we, we, we've given him nicknames. What's one of the nicknames? Come on, what's the nickname? Doubting Thomas is what we said. But you know what I say about Thomas? No, it was honest Thomas. Because he was honest. It, he was honest. He said, listen, I ain't going to believe it. I know I walked with him. But man, I just, I got, there's something that's there. And I won't believe it until I see it. And I love how Jesus replied. Jesus wasn't there when he told the disciples. But as soon, <laughs> but as, soon as he showed up, he said, I, okay, I know exactly what you need. The Lord knows what you need to cause you to believe. He'll give you what you need when, to cause you to believe because he know you want to. So he said, listen, come here, Thomas. Look at my hands. Give me your hand. Let me place it in my side. He's the only thing you're doing is lovingly teaching him a lesson. How about the father in Mark chapter 9? I love that father, man. When... when he dealt with Jesus because he had this son that had this condition all his life. And he goes to, to Jesus talking about, help me if you can. And Jesus was like, if. Don't you know all things are possible to them that believe? And I love the father's reply. So we can't dog out Thomas and we can't dog out this father. He said, God, I believe, but you got to help my unbelief. I'm having problems right here. I've been seeing this boy year after year. And first I went to your disciples and they couldn't do nothing with him. So now I'm still having problems. Help me believe. Man, when you go to God honest, he'll tell you, listen, give me your hand. He'll say, first of all, he said, look at my hand. Then he said, give me your hand. He'll do what's necessary to help you believe because he wants your faith to increase. He knows what you need to get what you need. And what, what you need to get what you need is faith. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Amen. He'll do it for you every time. So we cannot get to the place where we dog out people when they have trouble at times in their faith. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and everything that, you know, because, you know, we have some of the people that they perpetrate. Yeah. Well, perpetrating the fraud. They can speak the right things, sing the right things. Some of them are preaching the right things. Got all the right stuff on their desk. Amen. Wearing all the right stuff, all the right t-shirts, but are faithless. Right? They're saying things. They're quoting things only to quote them. 
But it has to be mixed with faith. Let me prove it to you. Hebrews chapter 4. And I'm going to get ready to get out your way. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 2 and 3 is what we're going to read. And this is coming from the King James Version. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. Are you there? It says, for, us, for unto us was the gospel preached, as well as, to, as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, and he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, all, although the works were were finished from the foundation of the world. Let me read that again. I kind of botched that up. Verse number three. For, for we which have believed do enter into rest. Amen. As he said. I have sworn to my wrath. If they shall enter to my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. And verse number 11. Let's drop down to that. It says. Let us labor therefore to enter into rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Well, Jesus was saying that, well, well, I think it was Paul probably who wrote Hebrews. He was saying that, listen, the word of God didn't profit these folks because it wasn't mixed with faith. So in order for us as a believer to rest in him, you have to believe in him. And I promise you, when you believe in him through faith, you'll be able to rest in him. So have you ever wondered why sometimes, man, the, the scriptural quoting you know, Bible-toting, cross-wearing believers seem like they're always agitated, never have no rest because they're not believing his word through faith. It has to be received. It has to be mixed through faith. It's not just repetition or a good memory that makes you a, a powerful saint. Do you hear me? Because you can memorize some stuff, but man, if it's not mixed with faith, if it's not on the inside of you, if your heart's not beating faith, man, listen, it's going to be to not because it's not going to bring any results and you'll never have rest. Amen. We have to get to the place where we understand, you know, we got to believe what we believe. And there's, there's, there's a thing called our belief system. Amen. In order to take rest, man, we have to be able to believe through faith. And that's what gives us rest. And we have to protect our belief system. Our belief system is made up of these four things. The words of significant others. Repetition information. Your environment. And your experience. Now let me deal with that first one. You believe what you believe because the words of significant others. The key is... Who do you, who, here's, here's, here's how the significant, significant others works. You have to make them significant in order for them to be significant in your life. You understand what I'm saying? So like right now, one of the things that we deal with is all these significant others that exist. And guess what one of them's name is? Google. I just messed y'all up, didn't I? Because a lot of us believe what we believe because we see it on the internet. Or we see it through social media. Or I heard on, on Facebook. No. Th that can't be your source of believing. It can't be your source of believing. The things you hear over and over again. Right? 
your environment, your experiences. That's how you believe what you believe. And now, man, that, that first one is the one that's getting me so much. And I think that's the one that's messing with people nowadays. It's messing with our young people. Because it's the words of significant others. It's, it's who they give value to. And they give more value to people on TikTok or people on, you know what I'm saying, social media, people on Instagram, than they do the word of God. You've got to be careful. Because if you give them significance in your life, man, you'll believe all kind of crazy. That's why we're dealing with all this crazy belief stuff with this virus. Because people are putting out this erroneous information. Amen. Amen. Believing in a higher power. Ain't but one higher power. Amen. His name is Elohim. Yeah. And he has a son. God Almighty. His, his son's name is Jesus. That's the God that we serve. My God has a son. And then he has a helper. He's God. The son is God. That's the God that I serve. Amen, somebody. So that's why you got to know, man. You got to know in your Noah. Sometimes we deal with people, man, you know, of different religions and different faith beliefs. See, I believe in God. What God? Who is your God? Now, this is a question that I get them. Do your God have a son? Okay, I'm going to keep moving on. My God has a son. Amen. Your God have a son. Our God has a son. So we got to be careful of how we, we, you know, we formulate our belief system. Because the Bible talks about it in 2 Timothy 3 and 5, people will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power thereof. What are you talking about a form of godliness? Well, you know, this is, this is, this is another thing that's getting me sometimes. I can feel the love in the room. I can feel the love and I send love to you. Send love. Feel the love. What are you talking about? Listen, you can't feel or send love. Love is an action word. Love does something. Love, listen, love was on a cross. And he did something for us. Hallelujah. You talking about sin and, and we, we believe it. Yeah. You ain't feeling nothing. Be careful. Be careful. Amen. Amen. And that listen, there is things that change the energy in the room, and there's things that, and you know what it's called, man, the spirit of God. It's going to be the spirit of something that's what's going to change something in the room. Listen, either it's the, the demonic spirit that's changing an atmosphere, or it's the Holy Spirit that's changing an atmosphere. But that's what's going to change the atmosphere. Last one is confession. Good God Almighty. We have to be able to confess. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, we, we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We believe, and therefore we speak. Man, you got to get to the place where you speak what you believe. Amen? Romans 10 and 9 says this. And I'm reading through 11. It says, that if you confess, we, we normally quote this as a, as, and it is a salvation scripture, right? If you confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and that, and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. 
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Well, that means you know to confess that you're saved, but that word salvation also means that you're going to receive everything that God died for you to receive. So you have to learn to confess those things with your mouth. Part of your salvation package is your healing package. Part of your of your salvation package is your deliverance package. Part of your salvation package is your peace package. Part of your salvation package is all your financial needs, needs being met. All that's part of your salvation package and you have to learn to confess those things. Do you hear what I'm saying? Learn to confess them. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to confess. Amen, somebody. And then the, 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 the topical scripture, and that is going to be my last scripture. I'm going to get out of your way. I'm going to tell one story. We're going to go home. Amen. Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 23. And we talked about this on last week. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. And then Proverbs 15 and 28 says, the heart of the righteous studies how to answer. But the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. So we're to study how to answer. With us, and that what we're doing in these, these situations, faith comes how? And hearing how? By the word of God. That's the only thing that's going to train your heart and your mind and your mouth of what to say. We have to get to the place where we train in the time of peace for war. Because when the, listen, when the balloon goes up, it's too late. Necessarily. You may go through some, now God, he still, he got you, man. He still got you saved, he still got you. But we're trying to, you know, don't want you to go, go through some things you don't need to go through. Amen. You can go ahead. And, so I'm going to tell you this whole story and then we're going to let you go home. That kind of deals with, man, laugh, man. That kind of deals with, man, we got to train. Listen, train. That's why when you're around other believers, man, talk about the goodness of God. Don't worry about this virus. Don't worry about the economy, man. Say God is so good. He's keeping us. When we don't want to be kept, he's still right there. So let me tell you this story, then we're going to let you go home. When I was in airborne school. Yeah, it's a military story right here. I was, I, when I was in airborne school, there's three weeks of airborne school. There's ground week, tower week, and jump week. Now, during ground week, it's the time that, man, they throw everything at you because they want you to go home. They're trying to wash out people. And I can't remember the number. A lot of times, man, you'll, you'll start with like 500 and something students, and you may end up with 200 or something. or Because they're trying they try to find out if you really want to be airborne. Who? Huh? <laughs> few soldiers at the yeah, Fanny's airborne. Amen. So listen, this is, this is me in airborne school. When I went to airborne school, I was a sergeant. I, I had been in the army just a little while, so I was a little, just a little older, still in great shape, man. I, you know, I was doing it, man. Lean, mean, <laughs> fighting machine. Anyway, uh, so I'm in airborne school, and man, I'm going through ground week, and it's crazy. I mean, this is the week where we're going through, you know, everything we're doing, all this stuff seems to don't make sense. We jumping off these little boxes, we running like our mind is crazy, man. They, they dogging us, they getting us, cause they want to see if we want to be there. So guess what? I make it through ground week. And when you make it through ground week, you're like, 
So we went into Tower Week and I got sick. Man, I was I was messed up. Elder Don, I went to one dude, he was an E6, he was a medic. He said, dude, man, you may have a touch of the flu. I said, what? He said, yeah, man. They said, if you go to sick call, they're going to recycle you. And that was like, man, recycle? That means I'm about to go through ground week again. Are you crazy? I ain't going through that no more. That experience, to experience it one time, was enough. So, so he tells me this. He said, listen. He said, listen, Sarge, what you got to do, man? Because I told him, I said, man, he said, how you feeling? I said, man, I'm, I'm dizzy all the time. I'm weak. I can't keep no food down. He said, yeah, man, you may have a touch of the flu. He said, this is what you do. He said, just, just liquids. Because we, this is, this is, like I'm doing with all this on Sunday. Monday we go into class. You know, fall, fall in and we about to run like we crazy. All the whole nine. So he said, this is what you got to do. He said, he said, you got to hydrate. And when you go to the mess hall, man, don't try to eat nothing. Just get jello. Just, you got to put something in your body. Right, so man, I'm, I'm like, oh my God. And then his, this was funny, man. All these little privates, you know, you get privates. Them little privates, they, they just, man. And they in the best shape of their life. So, <laughs> they make you mad sometimes. So it, it's like, it's getting to the place, man, I'm going through Tower Week and I'm making it. But the whole time is tough. It's hard. And it's like this. If you fall out of any run, or, you know, it were two times during the week, or any Friday run, you get recycled. And let me tell you what, what's considered a fallout. A fallout is being like more than an arm's distance from the guy in front of you that's running. So like if you fall back so far, one of them black hats going to come to you and tap you and just tell you, man, Elder Shannon, I was running. And what blessed me is these privates around me. Because they, some of them knew I was sick. I mean, they knew I was struggling. And they kept saying, come on, Sarge. Come on, Sarge. You can do it. Come on, Sarge. Come on, Sarge. Man, them little, them little knuckleheads, man, they motivated me so much. And I made it through the run. I made it through the run. I was sick. But now, now we get to the place where this one particular trainer is called the swing landing trainer. And real quick, man, I ain't got but a few minutes. But real quick, what it does, they put you up on a platform. You, they put you in a harness like you, you, like you, like you strapped in, you know, with, with your parachute. And they swing you. And they swing you in the black hat because going to tell you to do certain landings. And you had to, you, whatever landing he told you you had to do, you had to perform the landing. It was graded, and then you could pass on. Well, prior to that, we kept jumping off of boxes. We kept practicing the landings. All we did was practice the landings. We did it from, like I said, on the ground. We were hop, money, hop, do the landing. Right PLF. You know, back, back was PLF. Front PLF. Just, Training, training, training. So now I'm on this, this little apparatus and I'm sick. The first time they put me on there, it's about four people lined up and they lean you over. He's holding the rope that's holding you. So I'm leaning over. The first time I looked out, man, everything started spinning. I was like, oh. I was like, man. So check this out. The first time I swung and I'm looking out and, and, and man, I, I did my little thing. Because he tells you, prepare to land. Boom, then he dropped you. Man, my, my junk was all tore up. I was like, man, I got I to gotta do something. So I'm getting back in line. But before I got back in line, guess what I did? I went and, you know, threw up. Then I got back in line. And I'm saying, what do I need to do? I get back up there. He puts me on this platform. And, they, you know, first of all, they leaned me over because the other guy was being slow. So I'm leaning over like this. 
I close my eyes. Man, I close my eyes. And I relied on the training that I received. Because I couldn't do it. I close my eyes. And I'm swinging with my eyes closed. And when that black hat said, prepare the land, only thing I did was got in position of the landing he told me to get in. I didn't know where the ground was. I didn't know when I was going to hit it. Only thing I remember is jumping off those little boxes. Those couple of weeks before. So man, listen, when I did that, I had my eyes closed. I hit the first one. He said, prepare to land. Land. Next thing I go. I said, I know it. I got the secret. I got the secret. I ain't got to see it. I just got to perform it. Man, that's how, that's how, listen, us like a believer, that's how it works for you. Listen, life gonna have you swinging. <laughs> life gonna have you swinging, man. And the only thing you have to do is close your eyes and trust God. Remember the faith that was taught to you. Remember the things of God that was taught to you. Remember that by his strife you are healed. Remember that he'll give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Remember that all your financial needs were met. Remember that, listen, he is married to the backslider. Remember that he will take care of your children and your children's children. Just remember as you're swinging. As you're swinging, he's got you every time. That's how faith works, man. You gotta have it. Protect it. Thank God for it. You got it. Somebody say, I got it. Somebody say, I got it. I gotta train for war in the times of peace. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, we bless you on today. We thank you for these, your people. Thank you for your word, God, that you love us so much that even as we receive it, you are increasing our faith. And when life causes us to swing, God, we can close our eyes and depend on you. We don't have to see it for it to be manifested. God, we trust you by faith. Now, God, you know the needs of everyone that's here. You know the desires of everyone that's here. God, we're trusting you in certain situations. I don't know what their situations is, but they do. Right now, we give them to you. We bless you. And we ask these things in your son Jesus' name. And all the people of God shouted. Amen. 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 Thank you for spending time listening to the word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.